I have, it brings me to tears. I have the hope of Jesus Christ. I am sealed in his spirit. I have been made right with God. By his word, I have been cleansed. Though my sins were like scarlet, I have been made as white and pure as snow before the Lord. And I get to spend forever with him. Hey there, lovely people. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast. I am your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and I love you so much. God loves you so much, and I'm so thankful for your life and that in this cool way via a podcast, we get to spend the day together. Guys, we are in the part three of the four-part series going through Psalm 1, and today we're going to be talking about something kind of poetic, talking about the blessing that comes from being intentional about who your core people are, being intentional to delight in the word of God and meditate on his word, and really just walking in relationship with God and the blessing that that, that, that brings to our lives, the blessing that that is to our lives because God is the blessing. So friends, faith comes by hearing. Grab your headphones and let's get into the word. As we have been doing and is so fitting, before we go into specifically verse 3, I would love to just read through Psalm 1 with y'all. So yeah, let's just do this. Guys, I love just reading the word of God. Let this just be a song over your heart today. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree, this is where we'll be today, planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And like I said, we are honing in on verse 3 today. And so I'm going to read that one more time. Verse 3 of Psalm 1. They, the people who we've been talking about in the last two weeks. They being the people who don't walk in step with the wicked. Stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. They who delight or are passionately rejoicing over the word of God. Who are thrilling at the word of God. Meditating on it day and night. Reflecting on it deeply. That's who we're talking about. That's who they is. And then we go into this like poetic description. It's this simile that is just so beautiful to me. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. There is so much to unpack here. And that leads me to say this, just something that I felt led to just point out and I hope that has been an encouragement to you throughout our time in this series, is that do you realize last week and the week before, we were really honing in on one verse. And today we're honing in on one verse. I say that because I want to encourage us to slow down sometimes. 
sometimes it's incredible. Sometimes, some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm reading three chapters today. Or like, this is a narrative that I'm reading through scripture and I just love reading through this story. And so I look up and I've read five chapters because I'm just reading and it's so good. But I think sometimes when we're in an unhealthy mentality, we can read more just to say we read more or read more because we feel like that's the religious thing to do. That's the quote unquote right thing to do. So we can check off more boxes on our daily plan. And I think there's something so beautiful about slowing down. Sometimes it's fitting to just go, let's just hone in on one verse right now. The word of God is alive and active. It has been made profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness. And when I'm sitting down reading the word of God, it is one of many ways that I am sitting down and I'm just spending time with God. And I don't know about you, but whenever I'm sitting down to spend time with one of my best friends, the last thing I want to do is rush through my time with them. If anything, I like don't want it to be over. I want to extend it as long as possible. I got coffee with my friend the other day who I haven't seen in a while. And we literally looked up and we had been there for three hours. And I think sometimes we forget that our walk with God is a relationship. That he is our father. He is our friend. Yes, he is our Lord and he is worthy of all reverence and awe. But he is also our our friend and our father. And so I want to encourage us to just let this be. If this is something that you needed, if you've just been going like and going and going some more and you're so weary because you haven't slowed down because you felt like you didn't have permission to let this be your permission (laughs) to slow down. It's okay. Sometimes slowing down does not mean it's less productive. And that's in the with when it comes to the word of God, I truly believe that that's the case. So we're in verse three today. And like I said, there's so much to unpack. The first thing that I thought of was just I love seeing cross references because you guys scripture will never contradict scripture. I'm never going to read one verse that goes against another verse. Like it's all going to align because it is all the word of God. And when I was reading this about how we are like trees, like we who are walking in right relationship with God, we are like trees. I thought of other scriptures that point to that. And I was just really excited about it. So I wanted to read this to you. The righteous flourish. This is Psalm 92 verses 12 through 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. Do you see the comparison here? To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. The other one was in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. This is honestly one of my favorite little couple of verses. It says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. What a great question. Is God your confidence? Is God your hope? Our confidence is something that when I say I'm confident in something, I'm saying that I'm dependent on it. I rely on it. That's where my trust is. Is God your hope and your confidence today? 
They are like trees planted along a riverbank. Do you see this? I love this. With roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That I just was so encouraged by this because literally I'm going to read verse 3 again. The similarity. They are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Something else I want to point out that stuck out to me was the fact that they bear fruit. And I couldn't help but think of John 15. And it made me really smile because me and Josh got married at a vineyard. And one, I just loved getting married in a vineyard because it was stunning. But I love finding the meaning behind things. And there was such purpose for me in getting married in a vineyard because of John 15. When I'm about to read to you, it just talks about how apart from the Lord, we can do nothing. Like apart from him, we have nothing. But in him, we lack no good thing. In him, we bear much fruit. And so the symbolism behind why I was so excited to get married in a vineyard was because for me, it represented like Josh and I, for us to have a fruitful marriage, for us to do things that have eternal significance, that impact the kingdom of God for the glory of his name, we cannot do that apart from Jesus Christ. And so just to say like we are coming together in Christ and that is why and how our marriage is going to be fruitful. I just, I think about our wedding day every time I think about John 15. But I want to read that to you. So John 15 is Jesus speaking and he starts off like this. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Abide in me. Another word for that is remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. So this is just like practical. It's just common sense. Like if I'm walking through a vineyard and a branch is disconnected from the vine, it's going to wither and die because it's not connected to the life source. And he says in the same way, neither can you, unless you abide in me, bear fruit. You can't live the life that I give if you're not connected to me. He says, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, he says, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And you see the, I love this. Whenever we're talking in Psalm 1-3, talking about the blessed person, it says their leaves never wither. But here Jesus is saying, if you... If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. So what are we seeing here? That it is through Christ and Christ alone. It is through intimacy with God. It is through walking in relationship with God that I am like a tree. That I can bear fruit. That I never wither. Like, he is my everything. He is my blessing. He is my source. He is why I can live the life that I'm living. It just all points to him. And the branches are gathered, thrown away, and burned into the fire. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, 
which is just so cool because it makes me think of last week, meditating, delighting in, reflecting deeply on the word of God, hiding it in our heart. He said, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Friends, I I was just so cool because I, I wrote this note down as I um, was reading this. I thought this was cool because bearing fruit comes from abiding, remaining, being connected to the vine. So apart from him, I can do nothing. And verse 3 says, they are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. And whenever I read that too, like it says each season, I just thought like, wow, God is so purposeful. He is so on time. And the things that he does in my life and through my life, it may not look exactly how I thought that it was going to look. It may be difficult at times. Like whenever I think of um, just the fruit of the Spirit and how the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, those aren't always easy to walk in. They require a stripping away of what Emma May sometimes desires in her own self. And that's why I love here that Jesus literally, he's speaking into that whenever he says, he says that the gardener, the father, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. So the person who's walking with the Lord bearing fruit each season, like in every season of my life, the Lord is pruning away the things in us, in me that don't look like him. And he's conforming you and I to look more and more like Jesus. Like I love in Romans 8, 28, that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. But verse 29 goes on to say that that, that purpose, that good work that he's doing is conforming us to be more and more like Jesus, who we were originally designed to be. So bearing fruit each season, I can't do that apart from Jesus Christ. Their leaves never wither. I I love this because I I was just thinking like about how you think of fall, like almost all the leaves here have fallen now, but all the leaves start to wither. They start to change colors. And then in a matter of weeks, like you just see brown branches everywhere. Like all of the trees, all of the color is gone because a new season has come. But here it says, their leaves never wither. And so I wrote down as I was just reflecting on that myself, that seasons still come and go in life. Easier ones, more fun ones, celebratory ones, and then also trying, difficult, I'm ready for it to be over kind of seasons. But the health of the tree, in other words, the health of your life, doesn't have to wither with the given season. It made me think, even of what we read in Jeremiah 17, that when those who who have the Lord as their hope and their confidence, they're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water and they're not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. They stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Why do they stay green and why do they never stop producing fruit? Because the Lord is their confidence and because they're remaining in the one who is the vine, in the source of life, in Jesus Christ, in whom they lack no good thing. 
Is the Lord your confidence? Is the Lord your hope? Are you remaining in Him? Or are you doing your own thing apart from Him and expecting expecting a life to be lived as though it was with Him? But you're being disappointed because only a life connected to Him can produce a life that He designed for you to live. I, I thought this was interesting. Job 21, 16 Job is in a really rough spot in this verse and he's talking about how he's so confused and so frustrated because he looks around and people who aren't following God don't love God. It looks like they're just succeeding at everything that they do, that they're prosperous in all that they're doing. But then he says this in verse 16. He says, they think their prosperity is of their own doing. He says, but I will have nothing to do with that kind of thinking. Isn't that interesting? I thought that was such a cool verse. They think that their prosperity is of their own doing, but I will have nothing to do with that kind of thinking. The last part of this verse is that they prosper in all they do. And I think, so I've had people ask me like, Emma, how can I put my confidence in God? How can I read scriptures that say I prosper in all I do? Whenever I am walking through, like I just found out my mom has cancer. Whenever I'm walking through a season that is so trying whenever I am it's post-grad and I have no idea where my next step is I'm like living month to month trying to pay my rent like and I could list off so many different real difficult scenarios that we walk through in life that people are walking through in life that can so easily lead them to doubt like what does this mean like does this mean I'm not walking with God because everything's not going just swimmingly and I want to encourage you friend This prosperity is not talking about the prosperity according to the world's definition. Let's be like Job and not operate in that kind of thinking. But realize that my prosperity is the wellness of my soul. When when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roar, whatever my lot, Whatever season I'm walking through, whatever circumstances in front of me, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. Because I know that what I'm currently standing in, this circumstance I'm currently facing, this season I'm currently walking through is not where my confidence is. It's not my hope. The Lord is my hope. So therefore, you know what? Not only am I going to boast in the hope of glory that is to come because I have been justified through Christ, been made right with God, I have peace with God through Jesus, but I'm also going to boast in this current suffering. I'm going to boast in what doesn't look like prosperity right now. And in that, I'm actually going to find prosperity that makes the prosperity of this world look strangely dim. Because as I boast in my current suffering, I know that it leads to endurance, which leads to proven character, strength in character, which leads to hope that does not put me to shame as God has poured out his love on me by the power of his spirit. Through Christ, by remaining in him, through Christ, I'm having a right relationship with God. I love God. I'm walking in close fellowship with God. It is through that that I can be like a tree planted by streams of water where my leaves will not wither even when the season begs to differ. I will bear fruit in season. Why? Because I'm connected to the source. I'm connected to the vine. 
And I may be tempted to go my own way, but I know and he's proven to me and I've proven to myself that when I go my own way, I can do nothing of what I was actually made for, of the eternal significance. I can bear fruit in season and all that I do prospers. Maybe not from what I currently am looking at, but from the perspective of heaven, it does look like prosperity because it is. I set my eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen because I know that what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Friend, I consider myself the most prosperous ever because I have, it brings me to tears, I have the hope of Jesus Christ. I am sealed in his spirit. I have been made right with God. By his word, I have been cleansed. Though my sins were like scarlet, I have been made as white and pure as snow before the Lord. And I get to spend forever with him. It's like that song, like, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Psalm 1, verse 3. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. I love y'all so much. I'll talk to y'all next week.